Well, it's time for a new week of Unwired, and I am uh, blessed to be joined with my good friend, Kevin. Kevin is a musical artist of some renown. No, I'm not going to let you speak just yet. I got to give you a whole intro. (laughs) Kevin is a sound engineer, musical artist. I've been working with him, knowing him. He is my friend for, wow, it's a long time. It's over 20-something years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm starting with you with a new series we're going to do on Wired called The Best. So... Um, it w- a, po- a question was posed to me uh, about a week ago, and I thought it was an amazing question. I can't take credit for the question, but mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a very cool question, and it started a discussion. It's almost an argument, but it was a discussion, okay? So the question goes like this. You can choose two out of these four options. You're a sound mm-hmm. engineer. You can choose two out of these four options the best recording room, the best recording microphone, the best recording musician, and the best instrument. Out of those four, which two would you pick? <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> you only get two, though. Um... I would probably go with recording room and microphone. See, I'm, um, I'm a studio rat. I, <laughs> I would, I would go with those two. Okay, so why those two? It's not enough to say you would pick those two because what's funny is those two are the two I would pick. Well, no, I actually ended up picking the room and the musician, but. Why those two? And then I'll compare. My, I'll tell you why I picked my two. Um, because the um, microphone, um, you could take, you could, well, I guess you could get away with using a, a, a cheaper microphone, but if you really want to get something clean, I mean, I would get, the, 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 I would find the best microphone I could possibly find. Because once you put something in, um, that's what you get. And if your room isn't well um, soundproof, you're going to get a lot of bleed of whatever is going on outside. And it just, it, it doesn't feel right to me. Like I have a struggle here with my home studio where the air conditioning units for the building is on the other side of the wall. Mm. Yeah. During the winter months, yeah. recording is great. But during the summertime, those things run constantly. Yep, I agree with you there. The room, I think, is the easiest one to choose because it's the hardest one to do. Mm-hmm. To have now, I should call it the perfect. Maybe it wouldn't. Be, it maybe it'd sound a bit better if I say perfect rather than best, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll just call it the best for now. The best room is the hardest one to do. You could always rent a top-of-the-line microphone, and there are a lot of... Having the best... I said the best musician, 
because a lot of guys out there who think that they are the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about someone like Miles Davis. We're talking about the best. If you can get Prince mm-hmm. in the room, Miles Davis, um, someone who you can give any instrument to, and they'll make it work. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that, there used to be this series on YouTube um, uh, where they take a professional photographer and give him a garbage camera and then take a, I'm not going to say a garbage photographer, but a, um, an amateur photographer and give them the best camera and see who can get the mm-hmm. most out of it. And normally the professional photographer, even if you gave them a garbage camera, it was more than the camera. It's not just mm-hmm. the camera. You know, you can, it's about composition. It's about framing. It's about the mood, the moment, whatever. And it's um, about creativity. Right. I've seen quite a few um, in, in in that range where you can tell there's an amateur and there's a professional. The difference between independent, some independent movies where if it wasn't for stock footage, the movie itself would not be would, would not have been saved. <laughs> You're not going to let that one go, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not, ever. <laughs> but, um, so the room to me is a dead giveaway. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the best instrument, I don't think is that necessary. Uh, simply because, like I said, there's, there's a lot of different ranges in, in instruments. Right. Now, microphone, and this is the argument I had with James, is his thing was if you have the best microphone, it will it can compensate for a lot of things. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? <laughs> best microphone, well, it can compensate for some things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'd say... Um, of course, the best if you, if you get a better one of the top top of the line microphones is going to come with it. You got to get a preamp. Um, that's what's going to really govern the color of your your microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I always I've always said, and I've said this to you a number of times. <laughs> I don't care what microphone you get; it could be the the the, the best to come from Germany, but. Mm-hmm it's not going to change the amount of talent that goes into it. And that's my problem. This is why (laughs) auto-tune has become such a popular thing. Remember when auto-tune, people would scoff at it because why would you need to use auto-tune? Just practice. Nah. Um, Right. I'll give you a a quick example. Uh, You know, the pandemic is starting to wind down and people are coming back and one of the churches I work at is having a special occasion, so they're bringing the choir back. You're talking mm-hmm. about people who haven't sung together in two and a half years, people who haven't practiced their vocals in two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So we have some Shure microphones. The um, They're very nice. They're not omnidirectional, but they're Shure stand microphones. I, I don't know the exact model number but they're the choir Mm -hmm. mics on the sticks. And my friend, they Mm -hmm. were picking up everything. Every wrong note possible. (laughs) 
And there were a lot of them. And I'm not laughing at the choir. They they literally legitimately haven't sung together in two years. They're trying to sing through masks. They're trying to get back into the flow of things. But having a great microphone isn't helping that situation in the slightest. You know, that brings me to a point when you mentioned the church, you know, where we, we talked about, I think, I, if I can remember correctly, we had the conversation about churches and getting the best equipment for their audiovisual, but their infrastructure is Doesn't total. Support. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty much dating back to the Stone Age. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation. That cannot fall under yeah. the category of the best. That's, <laughs> that's uh, I, but, you, you, we're going to have to have a conversation about the two phenomena. The, mm-hmm. the, um, the company that can go in there and sell the church a bunch of stuff they don't need, and mm-hmm. then you trying to follow up, you can't get enough money to fix what they what they set up wrong. That that two right. set of phenomena. So, um, yes. Yeah, so so, <laughs> just just to wrap up on that best topic. Um, you had mentioned about um getting a better microphone and haven't sang in two years, haven't practiced, singing into a better microphone isn't going to make your voice better at all. It all, it all will boil down to digital and, like you said, auto-tune, which, I don't know, I've been doing this job since 99, almost. Uh, I can't do the math time. right now. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> and I still... I still refuse to use auto-tune. I know how to use it. I don't recommend it. Even when my clients ask me to, oh, you just fix it in a minute. It's like, okay, I can do that, but your voice is going to not, it's going to sound mechanical. I don't care how, how smooth you make the transition, it's going to sound mechanical. Yeah. Maybe not to the untrained, maybe not to the, um, untrained ear, but it it will sound mechanic. I I I hate to tell you this, but we have reached that age. Remember when we first started in the industry, and these old heads were just totally analog, and they didn't want any mm-hmm. digital in their in their signal flow, mm-hmm. and we were looking at them like, "Listen, pops, you got to change. You've this is yeah. the new world." I think we're reaching that point because. Yeah. Um, the amount of effects that these new mixers are cramming into their system that they're expecting mm-hmm. you to use, people mm-hmm. are not coming as prepared as they used to because mm-hmm. they expect you to fix it in post. They would legitimately rather pay you the time it's going to take to fix it in post than to get it right the first time. Right. Absolutely right. Um, you mentioned mixers. It, it, reminds me of an instance where what I'm seeing now is that a lot of um, vocalists believe that the effects will take care of everything. Mm-hmm. There used to be a time when we, we really had, like, you used the word legitimate. We had legitimate singers. Mm-hmm. Um, all you had to do was turn the mic on and they'll, they'll slay the crowd. Now you have to have reverb 
in a building that's already naturally <laughs> putting reverb in the Kennedy Center. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, come on, man. Uh, they want delay. They want um, effects, and you know, it's, it's, it's just like, well, just hear your voice. Can you hear your voice? A lot of people don't. I think that came from an era where a lot of people used to sing a cappella and they knew how to make their voice carry. Yes. And 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 you see that with opera singers. Opera singers don't even rely on the microphone. Mm-mm. They don't. They rely they do on their voice. And what's in the room. Yeah. Uh, in fact, opera singers, the ones I work with, they'll come up to us in the board and say, no reverb, don't, don't put anything on my voice. Wow. Because the voice is what carries everything right and so with with the shift to so much digitalizing of of the whole process um, the reverb i guess it adds life to the system um it adds it adds it adds to something (laughs) (laughs) i just i come from when i started I came from the era where that right in that gap where digital was switching to where analog was switching to digital and there was a fight with those who knew strictly analog and those who were coming into the business and like digital is the way to go. So I would say I was blessed that I had the opportunity to learn both, um, both areas of sound. Right. Um, I did mm-hmm. my first matter of fact uh, my school uh, director told me that we're going to learn all there is to, to know at this time about digital but a lot of us he said won't be working on the most prestigious digital boards we'd probably be working on um, a Mackie or a Behringer something on a low level scale but you still need to know sound. Yeah. I believe knowing sound, that art is lost and the, it, it, there's a dependence on um, the digital boards with all of the effects in Because you can get the thing, if you can get, if you can get in a car that it drives by itself, why touch the steering wheel? No, I'll never do that. <laughs> I'll never do that. For a, for a living, <laughs> I've fixed computers for 20 years. Right. People who put all their faith into these things like they never fail are crazy. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm putting my hands, and I know people will say, when you're on a plane, the there's a, you're usually on autopilot. Yeah, but there's a, there's a pilot sitting in that seat, and they don't let the plane go up without that man sitting in that seat. So exactly. for that reason, I'm not getting into a car without a man sitting up in that front seat. So, right. so I agree with you, uh, and I've seen this in the photography world, where those people mm-hmm. who transitioned from film to digital still knew how mm-hmm. to compose a shot, and they just didn't fire mm-hmm. off 50 shots, and they'll say, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just pick out the best one. Film was expensive. Processing film was expensive. So you had maybe two, three tries to get a shot, rather than mm-hmm. firing off 50 shots, and they're like, oh, okay, I'll just pick this one. And so they, they looked at their craft wow. differently. 
I was. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was headed in that direction. Because you are a um, professional, you are a professional at video, and I'm like, how many people do you know? Um, even speaking with in terms of photography, can take uh, a photography film and develop the picture. Oh no, <laughs> that, that art is dead. That art you know is dead. There's a couple of people who will do it, and their work is highly sought after because there's so few mm-hmm. people who can do it, and. I will admit, I learned video first and then did photography. Most of the guys I know who did photography first and then did videography are a, a little bit of a step up because they know how to compose a story in one shot, and now mm-hmm. you've given them video. You can take 10 minutes to compose a story. Mm-hmm. Like, you've seen those war um, pictures where, mm-hmm. you know, um, a soldier's just leaning on his rifle. And you're like, you can see the depths of tiredness, pain, and despair in his face. Right, right. They did that in one picture. So now you give them a right. video camera, man, they can they can tell a documentary like nobody's business. Right. But if you're used to... Same, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking the same in in the audio world where we are, um, if we're still speaking in terms of digital a lot of the new engineers who claim that they can mix and master will be totally lost if you take them into a studio with an, let's see, an API uh, legacy console um, with tons of outboard gear and a patch bay. And they have to use, they have to use the music, what they, they're mixing is the music that was recorded to um, analog, <clears throat> reel-to-reel tape. Oh, forget it. Come on. <laughs> you, you're going back. You're talking about reel-to-reel. You could forget that. <laughs> the warmest sound that will never, oh, yeah, ever yeah, be duplicated. Yeah, never. But they can't load a reel-to-reel machine. Right, right. You know, so so there's a lot of of there's a lot of uh, um, skill there that is lost. But today's generation, the consumer who listens to the music, they really don't care because mm-hmm. they listen to everything in the file format of an MP3. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that's what it comes down to. For those of us in the know, we are very concerned yeah. about the best. For those of us mm-hmm. who are doing the work, because we understand that will save us time in the long mm-hmm. run. But for those who actually consume it, and they don't care what you mm-hmm. use, you can use a Neumann, you can use a Behringer microphone, you can use, it, they just don't care, as long as it's something that has a beat and it can dance to it. I want the best sound. I want the best instruments, the best music uh, composers, the producers. I want the best singers, the artists. I want the best of, I want it recorded in the best studio. And I want it to be top shelf. Mm -hmm. And when it's done, 
I need you to sell it to me for 99 cents. <laughs> yeah, man, that's consumerism. That is consumerism. That, that's, that's it, plain and simple. Look, man, thanks, thanks for staying. I promised you you'd be set to a certain time when we reach that time. And oh, so, yeah. listen, we got to have you back. I appreciate you hearing and, and giving your contribution to the best. And we got to get you back on, and we will talk about some other things. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of things in the works happening. Good, good, good. Next time you're on, we will talk about your music. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure.